from the North Devon coast to the Atlantic shores, from the tropical rainforests to the sunny Azores, from Icelandic wastelands to Australian deserts. This is Cauldron FM, where the magic really happens. Enter Merlin! But beware, do not interrupt his magic!
Well, hi, Merry Meet, and welcome to another edition of the Musings of Merlin, with me, the Merlin, on Cauldron FM. And that was the sound of the Gypsy Nomads, or as they are now known, Frenchie and the Punk, with something called Ogre Dance. And I absolutely love that piece of music. Uh, well, in a packed show today, we've got um, articles, we've got uh, music, and we've also got interviews. An interview with a fantastic band called Our Death Bay. And this is all coming up after the next piece of music, which is called Acid Rain by Celia Ferran. I'm feeling dangerous, carving hidden issues in the milk of a massive night. You called me sinister, now find your little knees and beg me please sing lullabies. I'll be the victim to your vampire But if you misbehave, dear I'll deny all your desires I looked in the skies and taste the acid rain I looked in my eyes, look away, come back
from the heart of Middle Earth, the man with the magical fingers, Merlin. And the next piece is taken from Witchvox, and it's entitled Public or Private? Are You Fully Embracing Your Pagan Faith? And it was written by Reverend Omi. And she says, In my opinion, finding the pagan path is an extremely personal decision. If you choose to be a participant in a group, that is fine. However, worshipping as a solitary practitioner is just as appropriate. What is not correct is anyone telling you that either option is a better choice than the other. Obviously, if you plan to be a teacher, training is essential. But if your goal is to simply enjoy the lifestyle benefits of being a pagan, being loved and being adored by the gods, there is no requirement to get training, earn acknowledgements, or to make your faith public knowledge. In my opinion, if you walk our path as a solitary, know that you are no less pagan than any other who worships the old gods. Our faith is about a personal relationship with divine entities. The pagan pathway is not blocked by a mortal holding the key to admission. Unfortunately, that is often what occurs after someone is defined as pagan clergy. Raymond Buckland, the first author in the USA to write about modern paganism. In his 1980s book, Buckland's complete book of witchcraft, he addressed this shortcoming. To paraphrase, he stated that few American high priestesses or high priests have an understanding that the gods commune directly with each of us. Handing out degrees is not what the gods had in mind as necessary to our worship of them. Dogmatic religions require the path to heaven to be paved with highly trained mortals and a steady stream of donated coins. Does that mean that we do not tithe, donate, volunteer or serve the leaders in our faith? No, of course it doesn't. But it does mean that lacking cash, equipment or a local teacher should not prevent access to spiritual satisfaction or knowledge. If getting a good job is motivated by needing enough money for spiritual tools, books or classes, then I say, what a positive motivator. However, if you are struggling to pay for food or other basic necessities, the road to blessings by divine beings need not require fasting instead of eating. Additionally, everyone is entitled to worship the gods, alone or in a group. Even those with physical, mental or emotional challenges are to be welcomed. Harm none means no one is to be kept from the blessings of the gods if they so desire them. Likewise, those who speak a different language from English, the written language of most books on paganism, should be offered a welcoming hand. Buckland's book, that was based on his upbringing in Europe by native gypsies, is translated into several languages for that reason. Finally, elders should be shown respect and welcomed into circle or honoured for time donated to teaching or counselling with or without compensation. Each student has to be asked to decide what way teachers will be compensated for their time. In 1992, when I began teaching publicly, a $2 demotion from each adult was requested to pay for copies of lessons offered each week. 
The space we occupied at the back of a New Age store was free of charge. Within a year we rented a space of our own, and the charge was £4 per, $4 per adult to cover rent, utilities and magical supplies. Everyone accepted that no student was ever turned away for non-payment of class fees. Today the options for finding qualified teachers is far broader and wider due to internet access but so are the rental fees. Offering to teach without any compensation is irrational. My early teachers required bartered labour and purchased supplies that included cleaning weeds from our sacred circle, buying and preparing ritual food or drink, supplying homemade robes or other needed materials for other participants, or running errands for one or more teachers so that they could write a ritual or a class. Time is money in this modern society. The balance of cash spent for benefits received is a personal choice. Nearly everyone has a different story about how they found the pagan path. For me, it felt like falling in love. I felt safe, loved, cherished, honoured, respected, good enough, and dozens of other affirmations flooded over me from pagan gods that I had not found on other religious or spiritual paths. In all honesty, the only time I feel both completely secure and loved is in meditation with a God. When I am awake, I typically feel guilty without any basis in past, present or future activities, and never good enough for the expectations of other mortals. I feel blessed to have a non-judgmental faith to keep me reassured during times of feeling insecure. Right after I finished high school, I promised myself I would get a PhD. It took 43 years to keep that promise, to gain acceptance into the University of Arizona. I was mute about my faith. I felt like a prostitute during that time, but it seemed to me that I had no other option. I worshipped every day as a solitary. Additionally, I stayed private about who I was communing with spiritually. I always felt loved and blessed by the gods. I never felt less appreciated by them. I finished because they loved me and guided me along that exceedingly difficult academic roadway. They were with me every step of the way. They never judged me harshly for being private about my love of them. The day I was hooded, I was wearing a clerical stole with the equal-armed Celtic cross as thanks to my deities, but not because I felt that I had to do that for their acceptance. Years after I graduated, my pagan mentor said I could have taken a hard stand to be accepted into the PhD programme as a pagan, equal to all other students and respected under federal law. However, after fighting for so many years to resolve the Church of Iron Oak zoning battle, I was tired of fighting bureaucracy. I may have been a disappointment to those I highly respect on this planet, and I am sorry if they see me in that light, but I know that the gods did not fault me for doing what I needed to do to protect my personal resources and not be passed over for scholarships due to my commitment to my matriarchal indigenous European roots instead of the more accepted patriarchal religious options with specific recorded dogma in lieu of individual moral and ethical responsibility, or any other social prejudices.
Being a solitary was easier during those five and a half years. That is one time I am not sorry I made my own choice. I was thrilled that the gods respected me and never deserted me. I feel that all those who choose to remain solitary have the same love, honour and respect from the gods. Now that I have finished my academic efforts, I will continue openly down the pagan path, knowing full well that public or private worship of the gods are equally honourable. The gods' love of us is present for each of us, regardless if we are public or private about knowing them to be our divine deities. In my opinion, if you walk our path as a solitary, know that you are no less pagan than any other who worships the old gods. And now a little bit about Reverend Omi. She is from a place called Cajonas in Mexico. And her real name is Amaterasu Omi Kani. And she earned her credentials as pagan clergy or initiations with ATC English tradition. Asatru Druidism, Gardnerism, Sun Bear Waterpura and Shamanism to meet federal guidelines to enable her to offer prison ministries in Florida and Arizona, she faced many certification challenges. She was founding High Priestess of the Church of Iron Oak and a member of Coven of Phoenix Rising for many years in Florida. Lord Jacobus, who received his training and initiation in 1957, founded the Coven of Phoenix Rising. Omi now resides in central Mexico as presiding elder of Summerland Monastery ATC, where she is a chronic volunteer for socio-economically marginalised and or disabled Mexicans. So a very, very interesting article there. And that, of course, is um, copyright to the Summerland Monastery. I would like to say thank you very much to her for publishing that and for Witchbox for um, ongoing publishing of it. And I hope you found it interesting. Now let's head off into a piece of music and I'll see you on the other side. Blessed be. Cauldron FM, the sound of magic.
the sound of Sam Lloyd with a track called 2AM and would you believe that that young lady is probably in the late teens um, a student at uh, Petrock here in uh, North Devon and uh, if she's doing that now I think she's got a lot of potential so anyway let's move into some messages and then we'll break out the interview with our death bay Delphine, a trained therapist offers Reiki, massage and tarot readings in the comfort of your own home readings can also be provided by email to contact Delphine please call 07582 459 667 or email delphinesutherland at hotmail.co.uk for legal reasons tarot readings are provided for entertainment purposes only. When it's hot outside, head for the air-conditioned luxury of the coolest bar around, the world's first tropical island ice bar, Bar Ice Samui. Smooth sounds, cool drinks, fantastic ice sculptures and a generous special discount for island residents. Call in soon to collect your card. Bar Ice Samui on Chueng Lake View. Psst. Do you fancy a get-away-from-it-all, off-the-beaten-track holiday, far away from city life? You do? Then you really should check out Calipagium Studios in Velikan, Bulgaria. We offer either self-catering studio apartments, or if you prefer, you can camp in our large grounds. All our guests are welcome to use our large barbecue and patio area. Calipagium Studios enjoys stunning views of the Rodopi Mountains and is situated within easy reach of the market town of Dimitrograd, complete with its restaurants and shops. If you would like to know more and make an inquiry about booking, check out our website www.calipagiumstudios.com and complete our inquiry form. Calipagium is spelled C-A-L-L-E-P-A-G. I-U-M And just tell them I sent you Psst, pass it on Pass Lane Taxis of Ilfracombe offer a courteous, friendly, reliable service using modern 4, 6 or 8 seater vehicles Whether it's an airport run a shopping trip a school contract or simply a night out in our area we pride ourselves on being the providers of quality transport. To contact Fastlane, call 01271 866 776 or visit our Facebook page, Fastlane Taxis, going the extra mile for your business. Coming to an internet site near you very shortly is a brand new business, The Witch's Shop. It caters for everything a witch, pagan or druid could possibly need for any occasion. So to find us, visit www.the-witches-shop.co.uk or you could find us on Facebook. So remember, for everything you could possibly need in your witch's broom cupboard, visit the dash witches-shop.co.uk Sometimes we need an extra pair of hands when looking after an elderly relative or we need a little help as we approach our twilight years. We specialise in providing a personal care service 
Our experienced care team can provide assistance with bathing, shopping, meal preparation at reasonable and competitive rates. Please contact Alison on 01271 864 886. Candor Care, providing care in the community. Warm, comforting and crafted with love. Old world style and grace handmade to your specifications. Each item is truly unique and all handmade. If you are looking for something bold and showy, or something just like Grandma used to make, search Cozy Crochet and Crafts on Facebook. The Mrs Mops range of chutneys and preserves includes traditional family recipes and our own creations using surprising new flavours in amazing combinations. All our chutneys are free from artificial preservatives and by always using the best locally sourced ingredients we are helping to maintain our local economy. Our range is continually growing and you can try them for yourself by booking one of our Come Taste With Me parties. You supply the wine and we'll even bring the crackers. To book a party, call us on 07581 735 769 or email admin at mrsmopschutneys.co.uk Oh, by the way, Mrs Mops Chutneys can now be bought from Nana Sue's on Ilfracombe High Street. Wish Upon a Star Weddings is a place where dreams come true. Our aim is to make your wedding day one of the most magical and memorable days of your life. We will assist in making your dreams into reality and make your special day as unique as you are. We create packages that are specifically designed for you and taking into account your budget, your day can be as modest or as lavish as you wish. You are in control. Choose venues from country mansions through to contemporary hotels with stunning views. Whatever you have in mind, we will be able to work with you to create something extra special. You can speak to Kim on 01271 862 944 or 07811 322 962 or you can email her at info at wishuponastarweddings.com. After an hour working out in the gym, I really enjoy nothing more than relaxing with a healing massage therapy. Karen Fergaline of Little Birds is a fully qualified, fully insured massage therapist. But you don't have to go to the gym to enjoy one of the Little Birds treatments. You can enjoy an individual massage, reflexology or aromatherapy sessions, or maybe you can host one of their pamper parties for you and a group of friends. Or you can organise yourself a group therapy session. To contact Karen, give her a call on 07969 564528. Email her at littlebirdsmassage at gmail.com or visit her website at We don't cut corners, we clean them, says it all. So if you want fresh clean carpets, give us a call on 07 530 630 001. The Carpet Fresh Man.
From North Devon to Delaware, this is Cauldron FM, the sound of magic. Well, hi, I'm Dave from Cauldron FM, as you probably know, and I'm here in the glorious open air surroundings at the back of the Sandpiper Inn in Ilfracombe, overlooking the sea in the company of Ardeth Bay. Hi. Hello. Hi. And correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm talking to Leona and to Joe. Yep, that's right. Superb. Right, first question then, guys. How on earth did you come up with the name Ardeth Bay? It was from Boris Karloff film The Mummy. It was just the whole thing of it, really, is that it was um, one bit where he walks in and he um, announces his, himself as this kind of, his alias at the time, which is Ardeth Bay, and he was such a kind of creepy, you know, you knew there was more coming from him than his name, you know, he wasn't Imhotep, he was Ardeth Bay, and he just sort of just sounded really cool and the whole kind of understatedness of it, so he kind of like, disliked it and the whole feel of the film and everything. Yeah, we didn't just kind of look at each other and go... That would be a cool band <laughs> Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. Superb. Yeah. So, when about did you form this, this outfit? Well, Joe started working on some new material, oh god, a few years ago. Mm. Must have been about, I think, 2005, 2006. He hadn't done anything for a while, because he had an old band, but um, that fell through. Yeah, but see, he, he had all this, all this new inspiration, and then... Um, he asked me to fill in on a little bit of keyboard for him and I hadn't played for ages and I used to play piano and so yeah I I started adding in a little bit of keyboard and yeah. it started to gel really well and so we started working on more and more music together. Yeah. Excellent. Well what I, I must say what I've heard so far I really do like. Cool. And I was very, very impressed and hence why I got in touch and said yeah. I'd love to do an interview with you and cool. feature some of the music. Cool. So can you actually take that a stage further now and can you put it into a pigeonhole? Yeah, I know pigeonholes are yeah, a bit uh, yeah, passe really, but yeah. what sort of genre do you feel that you're working towards fitting into? Well, what I think in, in our fullest we would call ourselves either a classic rock or a hard rock band. I mean, it's, they're playing acoustically mostly at the moment, but um, at the moment in our fullest, yeah, that would be kind of where we would have to be. All our inspiration comes from classic rock bands and late 60s, early 70s type of stuff. So. Yeah. I, I did actually see somewhere written down that one of your influences is Iron Butterfly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I, when I saw that, I thought, this is why I like these guys. <laughs> yeah. Because I think that In a Garden of Vida is a yeah. seminal album. Absolutely <laughs> seminal Absolutely. album. My copy of it got sadly got damaged, and I've hunted high and low oh, to get a, a decent copy of it. And yeah. I can't get a decent copy anywhere, so I have to put up with horrible scratches and all that sort of thing, <laughs> which is not very nice. And what sort of other bands are you sort of thinking that are influencing the material that you're writing? Probably, I think Black Sabbath was an early was one. Um, the Cult, Deep Purple, Deep yeah. Purple. Yeah. Crossover type thing, yeah, rainbow, that kind of thing, really. Rainbow, yeah, oh, yes, yeah, very much so. Yeah. Cool, very much so. Yes, yeah. excellent, nice, nice choice of music, <laughs> I, I must admit. So, do you sort of collaborate on the material, or is it one of you that comes up with the main ideas, or is it a combination of ideas? How does it work? Joe normally comes up with, say, like the bones of a song, he'll, he'll sort of like say, oh, I've got a riff, or I've got like you'll have like a verse, maybe a chorus in his head, and and yeah, the, the basic building blocks, and um, then he'll he'll sort of ask me to maybe fill on some chords he's not sure about, or some bits that are missing, and then um, we both work on the arrangement, and then get it sounding kind of how we want. And mm -hmm. Cool. 
look into shape a bit. Yeah, yeah. And I do believe that, Joe, you're a bit of a phenomenal guitarist anyway. So. <laughs> 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 you know, I know somebody who sings your praises highly, so... Uh. Oh, okay. <laughs> thank you. So anyway, yeah. Um, and where, does, where do you feel... And I know this is a, probably a very difficult question to ask, answer, but where do you feel that the, the inspiration for the material that you are writing is, is, is coming from? What inspires you, basically? I think the time we live in musically, I think, is very, very bland and very watered down, and very, very, um, people are very worried about what everyone else thinks all the time. Um, everything gets merged in with everything else, and I think we really wanted to just make something that was just rocked and there was no kind of pretentiousness to it no kind of silly extra things around it we just wanted to make something that would that would kind of that would just hit that particular chord for us and that would, would be satisfying to play and satisfying to hear and you know not worry too much about the trimmings and yeah yeah cool so you touched earlier on sort of the fact that you are a trained pianist or you've done a lot of piano work have you sort of done any performing before joining our display? <laughs> um, I wouldn't exactly say trained. Not trained? No, um, I could play by ear as a child. I could kind of knock ah, out a right. tune from hearing it. Okay, and yeah. I had a few piano lessons, but um, I didn't stay with that for very long. And I went off sort of playing music when I was a teenager. I didn't think I was going to get anywhere with it. So I didn't play any for ages. Hence, when he asked me to play some keyboard, it was kind of out of the blue again from sort of a long time yeah, ago. And so, yeah, and I guess why I sort of listen to a lot of I'm Butterfly and Deep Purple and things like that so I could um, sort of get the hang of how to you know play keyboard in a rock style and yep. so yep. I went to the best sources to, <clears throat> to learn certainly couldn't get much better than that exactly <laughs> yeah. so something that we were talking about before was I, I found um, another band on MySpace called Our Death Bay <laughs> and it was sort of uh, quite inspirational to listen to their material and I'm thinking this is really really very good I thought this is this explains why I love what what you're doing, and so I, I was all set to ask you questions about this these particular songs <laughs> that I'd heard, how you got them to be so, so theatrical and all that sort of thing, yeah. and then I looked at the dates that these recordings were made, and it was 2003, and I'm thinking this just doesn't tie up because <laughs> from the photographs I'd seen of you, and the photo and the person that I know yeah. as Joe, I thought. 2003 to be recording music like that just really doesn't fit together at all so please forgive me on that one for sort of laboring under a misapprehension um, so back to my sort of pre-programmed ideas um, what do you think is the driving force behind what you're doing well just just to, to because no one else really does that kind of music anymore that real classic Rock, not and, and people do and they do it in like a kind of guitar hero screamy voice funny way and I think we really wanted to just do that like properly and that's where the urge comes from it's like no one else is really doing it and so we really just wanted to do you know without any kind of silliness to it and just get that kind of feel and enjoy the, the power of it and, and yeah that was it really yeah we both have a very um, strong love of music just as a I think I think it's just music's incredibly valuable, just as like a very everyone can express with it and mm -hmm. you know connect to something with it and do something Absolutely, powerful yeah. with it. Absolutely, yeah. Couldn't and, agree with you more on that one. Yeah, it's just a you know a how would you put it? A force. A force, yeah. Just a bit of a you've got a calling, you know, of the soul, haven't you? So yeah. 
Yeah. This is something we like to do and think music's very important. So. Abs- oh, yeah. I, I don't disagree with you at all. And I think it, a lot of the time, um, for me personally as a musician, uh, I find it comes from in here. Yeah. Yes. Very yeah. much in Absolutely. here. And, you know, there's no getting away from it. <clears throat> You've got to get it out there. Mm. And I find that that is a tremendous driving force for yeah. me personally. Yeah. But, you know, I've got all these ideas that are going round, screaming round, and let me out, let <laughs> yeah. me out, let me out. Yeah. And so I, I, I find that if anybody was to ask me that question, that's one of the major ones, is that yeah. I've got this stuff, I've got to get it out yeah. there. <laughs> yeah. So, um, that's, again, that's me personally, though. Yeah. What do you feel in your musical careers to date has been your greatest challenge so far? Probably um, branching out lots and doing new agey music a little while ago, which was something that we both worked on a bit. That was that was um, way out really for us. Um, you playing guitar very differently and thinking of lots of different things that we do now. I think um, with Art of Bait, it's kind of just going back to what started out as in the first place in a lot of ways, or like the original idea of what I wanted to do, and you know, quite a lot of the way in between. It's been a lot, a lot stranger and a lot more. Um, yeah, a lot of the kind of more experimental, I suppose, and this is kind of probably why Arda Bay is just supposed to be as straightforward as possible. Just uh-huh. When you when you say New Agey, I mean, are you talking sort of tinkly bells and weird <laughs> and floaty, <laughs> no, it's floaty still, stuff? No, still quite dark, really. Still <laughs> quite dark. <laughs> yeah, we dark, right, dark. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Because, yeah. I mean, my own sort of take on the New Age side of it, I did a lot of relaxation music. Yeah, yeah. And that is all sort of tinkly bells yeah. and very melodic and all that sort of thing. Yeah. So I was wondering whether <laughs> that was where you sort of got <laughs> no, I don't think there were any bells in it at all. Was it? <coughs> it was, it was a sort of little bit of an incongruity there. And I thought, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. from, from New Age tinkly bells to hard rock. You know, just <laughs> no, it's a little bit of a weird crossover. Just a bit of a weird crossover, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, what's next on the agenda for you? Um, a little while longer, if we've got a while longer to play some more acoustic stuff that we're doing, um, a couple outdoor things, and um, just just getting out there really in that way. And then we want to have a, a full band together soon as well, which obviously we're working on too. Yeah, we're going to play some open mic nights and hope to meet some people and, and hopefully complete yep. the lineup in a way. Yeah. Um, I yeah. did read somewhere, and correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't you have sort of a a fuller band set up and then it sort of didn't work and that sort of yeah, thing. Was yeah, it personality we, issues or I think at the time it was it was um we had just like other commitments really. The two people we had um lined up for it could kind of couldn't commit to the time and, and the you know the practicing and so we you know obviously with something like this you've got to put a lot of not just time but energy into it and and I think that was you know why they couldn't commit to it properly yeah but, um, yeah we've just you're just you know rolling on as we are and and uh, find you know find the right people in the right time I guess do you think that that's sort of um, fairly key that you, you sort of you do what you're doing now and then let the right people yeah. come to you Absolutely. Yes. rather than going out and searching and auditioning yeah. and then yeah. find that you don't really gel mm. and because yeah. again you know I mean I've, I've sort of seen that side yeah. of things happen yeah, yeah, because it's untold problems or it can do yeah have you got a label lined up or is anybody interested in you or um, are you going to do self-releases or um, so we've, we've got we've had one we've spoken to um we're gonna check back but i think at the minute we're keeping a very open mind really and uh yep. seeing what happens we'll be kind of you know basting in uh in cornwall but we're gonna 
hopefully be up this kind of way too and, and just keep an open mind about who we meet and and, and who's interested in me. Yeah. Yeah, I think sometimes again, you know, you you can sort of force an issue. Yeah, I think this is rather than letting it grow organically. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We're just enjoying getting to play at the moment anyway, because yeah. we've been waiting for ages to get to go and just play and do some music. So now we've done this semi-acoustic version mm-hmm. of the songs, and that just allows us to, to actually go out and have some fun with it now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And on that note, really, the CD is that anywhere near completion? Is it complete or? Uh, we've got a two-song demo, which sounds pretty good. Yeah, that's the two um, tracks that you sent yes, to me, weren't they? Yes, yeah. um, yeah. that will hopefully be available for um, either download or purchasing from us pretty soon. We'll put all the information up on the internet, on the MySpace page and cool. on Facebook yep. and everything. Yep. So. Yes, hope that should be ready soon for... Uh, Excellent, yeah. superb. And what about the writing now? Is that coming on? Is the much to coming through at the minute or um, not a lot we're just just tying up a few loose ends really we've got most of it together and uh, we've got quite a lot of songs mm, sort yeah. of ready to go um, especially once we've got the full band lined up then we can play all of them but not all of them translate down to semi-acoustic as well so yeah, yeah. we're yeah. just picking and choosing I at the minute that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah really excellent and what about gigs Where, where's your next gig or is there nothing in the pipeline yet or um, we've got Playfest on the 2nd of August in Boscow Park in Truro. I think that's um, a couple of days, like an all-day festival mm, in the park. That should be really nice. Cool. Um, we're going to have a few warm-ups between now and then in uh, open mic nights in uh, Cornwall as well. So building up towards that one for the minute, I think. Yeah, nothing in North Devon yet? Not yet, but we will. <laughs> <laughs> cool. And so how can people actually get in touch with you then? I know that we've got... You know, I've got details, but mm. if you sort of tell people how they can get in touch. Okay. Um, well, we're on we're on uh, the usual Facebook MySpace thing. We have. Um, yeah, it's myspace.com/artofbayuk. Yeah. Yeah, we have a Facebook page, so yeah. just put Art of Bay in on a search, see if, see if we come up. Any other Twitters or anything like that? No, we, we don't tweet. You haven't tweeted. <laughs> <laughs> You're not Twitch yet. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, not yet. Um, okay, cool. Do you want people to email? Oh, email, emailing is emailing's welcome. Yeah, we um, have an email. It is artofbaymail at gmail.com. Com. Fantastic. <laughs> Well, thank you very much for your time. Thank you. Um, thank you. It's been quite a pleasant sitting <laughs> yeah. here in the, in the open air. <laughs> It'll be a uh, pleasure to come and listen to you very shortly. Well, thank you. Thank you very much. So, Leona and Joe, thank you very, very much. Thank you very thank much. You. Cheers. <laughs> Bye. Bye-bye. Living in security, a love that proved to be a comfort never ending. That's all they'll ever need Their purpose and their greed Or are they just pretending? They're still part of me inside That just can't be denied They're still self-satisfied Stronger by myself it seems And she still needs her dreams We have to stop Wanting more to
the sound of our death bay and wanting more and the next track from them is called the lord keeps killing me but your lord keep killing me so Well, that brings us more or less to the end of the show, and I'd like to thank you very much for listening. I'd like to thank our Death Bay for their input, and also um, Witch Fox for their article by Reverend Omi. And so we're going to play out with a track by one of my favourite pagan bands, a band called Legend. 
and this is called Windsong.
Legend and a track called Wind Song, taken from their Lighting Extension album, uh, which dates back to 1996. So anyway, as I said before, thank you very much for listening, and I would like to wish you love and light and blessed be, and go forth in peace. I'm the Merlin on Cauldron FM. Bye now. Cauldron FM, the sound of magic. Cauldron FM is a Moonshadow Media production. Yes, one take! Ha <laughs> ha!